Back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Welcome back to another episode of The Rant. Today is Sunday, January 31st, and last night was an absolute beatdown on the Minnesota Golden True. Loafers. That was a good old-fashioned pipe beating, if I ever saw Okay, <laughs> wow. That's, yeah, that's brutal. But, uh, I mean, 20, a 20-point 20 victory, essentially, over the 21-ranked. Minnesota Golden Gophers, and again after being down five and a half, too, well, came out in the second half. Before we even before we even put get into, to bed. before we even get into the details, I don't understand the rankings because Purdue yeah, had a essentially bad. same record as Minnesota, and Purdue was like the only Big Ten team, I guess, within like the top five or six that's not ranked. Because um, we got smoked by Michigan. I, yeah, but uh, I mean, anyway, uh, we should have been ranked before Rankings that. Anyway, gone. anyway, oh, yeah. um, but we are favored in this game despite Minnesota being ranked. And again, I think we agreed coming into this game. This is a game that Purdue definitely should win, right? Just because if you look at Minnesota personnel wise, they essentially have two good players, and everybody else really struggles, struggled this season, and. Last night, everybody on Minnesota struggled, <laughs> pretty much. True. Uh, is the only yeah, way to say it. Yeah, it was not a, not a great shooting night for them, honestly. And as you were going to say, uh, first half, Purdue really looked like they were about about to get blown out. They looked like they were going to be on the receiving end. Oh, we looked bad. Um, Minnesota got it. To, I think the lead was twenty-four to ten. I think at one point, like around the ten-minute mark in the first half. And again, as was the case the last two games, Purdue could not could not buy. Buy a three. They could not. Well, <laughs> three pointer, but they. I mean, layups also bouncing out, and it just it looked like the same old, same old. And we were watching the game together, and you know, both of our reactions were like, "Oh, here we go again. Here we go again." But a completely different team showed up at halftime, and then they put up fifty one in the second half. <laughs> uh, and yeah, yeah, they. I mean, Purdue took over and did I think not a, a lot of that was, a lot of that was, you know, obviously, because it wasn't even that we took, you know, like 33s. We only no. took 15 the whole game. We, I think we, when in the first half, we were one for five or 0 for five. And then obviously we hit a bunch more in the second half. A lot of it was also half. getting to the line. 0 for five. It was 0 for five. Okay. Yeah. So then we were eight for 10 in the second half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is wild. <laughs> yeah. And then we were also, you with know, no, almost 80% with no Sasha the, too. From the free throw line. Those two things really combined. Because if you look at the uh, the two-point shooting, you take away the threes. We were 19 for 42, which is um, bad well, from two. But we just made up for it by hitting a lot of threes and hitting free throws. So kind of equalized itself out a little bit. I rebounded them by 17. That didn't hurt either. You know, as Purdue usually does. When we win, it's usually because we out-rebound the opponent. And we did again. Yeah, I mean, again, this was like a... If you ignore the first half and you just go off the second half, right... Because essentially that was the difference in this game. Um, I mean, this was 
like across the board a complete performance again if you just look at the second half just because shot well from the field shot well from three shot well from the free throw line you got to the line in the first place which is a big deal you rebounded well didn't turn the ball over very much fouls whatever but and 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 everyone contributed right so it was the second half was very 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 pleasing to watch right uh especially after that first half um Let's get into some specifics. I have a couple notes here about that about that game. Go for it. So this season, Purdue has nine quad one and two wins, which is tied for the most in the country uh, with Alabama. So at this point, Purdue's in the tournament, right? Purdue's in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, Alabama's going to be a number one seed. In based the on that anyways, alone, so. Purdue's in the tournament, right? They could win. The, they could lose the rest of their games, but guess what? They're in the tournament. I don't care. So you don't have to worry about that. Purdue has yeah, played. Purdue games, has but... played fourteen. Fourteen of Purdue's games have been quad one or two games. That's the most in the country. Uh, with last night's win, Purdue is twelve and three when unranked at home and facing uh, a ranked team at Mackey since the two thousand fourteen fifteen season. That's pretty good. I feel like that's also because we play a lot of fraudulently ranked teams like Minnesota. <laughs> okay, I mean that there's we'll an asterisk there. You can include that. <laughs> yeah. But twelve and three is twelve and three. All right. Yeah, it's really. Good. Uh, since 2018-19, Purdue has seven wins against ranked teams by at least 15 points. That's the most of any team in the country in that time span. So when Purdue wins against a ranked team, they usually blow it out, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is. Yeah. What causes if, if that? That's not evidence that college rankings are just a load of nonsense. Like we, we said, we weren't. Gonna, it doesn't like, mean go anything until we had to do a separate segment. It doesn't. On that, rankings don't mean anything until March. They're nonsense. They don't they're mean nonsense. anything until after. Like the, they, they just are. Um. And yeah, as I, I mentioned in the first half, Purdue was trailing twenty-four to ten. They that scored wasn't. thirty points in the first half, and still hit eighty-one. That's that's absurd, and they did so efficiently. Like in the second half, they only took thirty shots. Yeah, well, that's... The, the wild thing is, is that thirty is not even that far off the pace of what Purdue's been averaging. Okay, it's not like near it, but it's not that far off it. I mean, Purdue averages about seventy in the low seventies for for points scored per game. So you know, about thirty five usually in the first half mm-hmm. is where they're. And we weren't wildly off the mark just because we took so many shots in the first half, especially towards the end of it. Yeah. But we weren't hitting it. And then in the second half, we took much fewer shots, but we hit them all. So, and the thing is, uh, two different games, I guess. The first half, I was telling you this is I was saying, you know, we're down 35 30 at halftime, and we are lucky to do so because we're shooting horribly. Right. We can't make a basket. But we held Marcus Carr to zero points, which. That was the biggest concern of me coming in this game because he, well, he had a terrible game. He was he overall coming into the game I and mean, he's by far their best player and he puts up huge numbers, numbers offensively against good teams like against Michigan. He put up great numbers. And so that was that was the biggest worry for me. So it was like, oh, man, did we just squander an opportunity in the first half holding him to zero points and we're still down five. Right. So I was worried, but then in the second half, we just continued yeah. to just clamp it down. And I will say, you were saying Eric Hunter Jr. You know, didn't really play that well. It's like, yeah, on offense, he didn't do anything special. But, I mean, he had seven assists, six boards, and he played outstanding defense. 
Outstanding defense on Marcus Carr. I mean, he held him six points on two of 13. So Yeah, I, I mean, defensively, obviously, he had, a, he had a good night. For me, it's just that his shooting is becoming a consistent problem. That's the only I mean, reason yeah, I but, complain. Again, but, I don't complain about problems until they become consistent, and one, it's becoming consistent. One of the points that I wanted to make about this game is that one difference in this game that has that that's new that's a new development is that he, I mean he only took five shots right whereas yeah, before we were complaining because he better. wasn't shooting well because he was taking like nine shots per game right where that's that's yeah. an issue but today or in last night's game uh, it seemed as though he was less concerned with scoring and he was moving the ball around more which. I'm fine if, if yeah, he shoots two of, because he should if he shoots two yeah. of five from the field. I don't care if he's getting six boards, seven assists, and playing great defense. Yeah, and he played almost forty minutes too. I, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. If if he can if he can kind of develop into the do everything else guy and kind the of the PJ Thompson role, the, the PJ Thompson role. Yeah, yeah. And the reason I'm okay with him doing that is because. I mean, first of all, I don't think we have a better option. And second of all, I mean, he's doing other stuff well. So yeah, as long as he, he doesn't shoot like egregious. And if he's having a good night, then you know what, shoot it. But I think his default should be this amount of shots. The same way we were talking about Aaron Wheeler, like his default should be a low number of shots. And you know what, if he's having his night. And guess what? Night. Aaron Wheeler last night only took three shots, but he yeah, made exactly. two of them. Same thing. Four Same points, thing. that's fine. The last couple games, he's, he been, played the last couple games he's been doing that. Well, exactly. and, he, and the thing is with Wheeler... You're not worried about him only scoring four points because guess what? He's going to play good defense, which he did last night, and that's what—that's really what you need him on the floor for because you have other players yeah. that play alongside him, right? In the in those units that score, right? Yes. Um. One thing I wanted to point out was, I mean, I, it's hard to critique and a game like this one is such a big blowout because obviously a big win you just sound like a negative Nancy yeah exactly exactly and I, i'm not trying to be like too too negative here but one thing i noticed i mean travion still makes some very questionable there was one take last night where it was just like we were talking about this last night where i mean he shot seven of 18 and in a win it's fine right i can look past it because we won and he i mean he still put up 17 and 14 which is great numbers yeah. right like but you don't we'll want still to take that production because it's inefficient for a big well, yeah that's the thing it's like he that could have easily been 26 points 27 points right if he shoots better from the field i mean seven of 18 from two from from the two range like he didn't attempt a three 7 of 18 isn't great. And yes, he had a bigger defender on him in Liam Robbins, right? You can say what you want about that. But, but at some point... so many. Yeah, That's exactly. It's like, right? At some point, I'm looking for him to take the next step where it's like, all right, I don't need to force it. Especially I'd, when other guys in the team right? are cooking, right? Yes. And I think a lot of that, I mean, let's see, what was his first half? I mean, Travion took 10 shots in the first half, and he took 8 in the second. So it, 8 in the second. So it wasn't... It wasn't Two one sided. How many did he make in the first half? He was four of ten in the first half, three of eight in the second half. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's pretty consistent four. in both halves. But I'm just at some point he he has to make the step where it's like, it's yes, not my day. It's not. Yeah, my day. well, it's it's not my day. Other people are cooking, and like, oh, maybe I shouldn't force up, you know, this other tough two, right? Like, 
there were a couple times last night where That's... he he would put it on the floor and and try and take the guy one on one. It's just like that's not the best. That's not the best look there, right? And if you force it, yeah. you're gonna have a worse night, and most likely, it's gonna cause problems for the whole team on offense, right? Luckily last night that wasn't the case because they lit it up in the second half. But I'm just saying, him forcing it usually doesn't bode well for the offense. No, and and we were and I got pretty heated about this last night when we were talking about this because I'm I'm an efficiency junkie and for for me it's it shooting the highest field goal percentage on the team by a significant margin just because the shots that you're taking are close to the basket, right? You have that advantage. You're not taking as many threes, which are the lowest percentage yeah. shots statistically. So and the other thing is is he and it's and it's it's what's irked me about him the last like season and a half it's just his inability to develop a real face-up game mm. and by real face-up game i mean like a 12-foot jump shot it means that it's it's quite easy even for slower guys who are bigger to defend him because they know he's not going to pull them away from the basket mm-hmm. because he can't yeah right they can comfortably let him shoot the 12-footer because most of the time he's not going to hit it he's not a great free throw shooter and he it's not that he's you know Zion Williamson where he's only 6'6", but he can play vertically because in co- for college level, he has just a huge vertical, you know, and he's so powerful. He, he can't do that either. So he relies on these kind of, you know, butt out, kind of move the guy around post moves. And it's just like, if that's the only thing, you kind of become a little bit of a one-trick pony and you become a little bit easier to defend. Yeah. Like, well, that's again, why I was... Again, last night, it was like, that wasn't the game where he should have been forcing it because he had a bigger defend him on a defender on him the whole game right and it's like oh and, and yeah it's it, it just there were some shots where i was just like really and other guys That's... were frying i mean well, like other guys couldn't miss in the second half yeah there was just some shots where like there was one in particular that stands out in my in my mind right now where it was like he had an open lane to the basket someone passed it to him in the post and he decided to do like a gathered bounce right before he goes up and it's like no just go up in the stride for the layup (laughs) and he got blocked because he took the extra second to bounce it on the ground before going up for the layup and it's just like see like that's where you just go up right you just go up and there's sometimes sometimes going a little bit more for style than maybe style and i don't know it's just like we we at the time we were down and it's like no just just take the points when we're when we're given op- the opportunity, right? It's things like that. Um, let's talk about the overall shooting numbers, right? Obviously, the first half was not pretty. We, gotta, we, gotta we talk shot about 33, <laughs> 33 from the field, 0% from three, and 78% from the line in the first half. Or 80% from the line in the first yeah. half. Second half, we shot 60, yeah, 80, shooting was actually 80. Good for the whole thing. We shot 60, 80, 80 in the second half. <laughs> Which is, yeah, it, those are unrealistic numbers. I mean, I'd no, love for yeah, those to, to stay, but that just won't that just won't happen. <laughs> um, and awesome. a lot of that is in part because Brandon Newman, I mean, went scorched earth. <laughs> he he had a hooked. career game. Let's see, second half. I mean, second half's where he came alive, but. Overall, in the whole game, 9 of 14 from the field, 5 of 6 from 3. Perfect 6 of 6 from the line, 6 boards. And I think he had 2 steals as well. I mean, he just couldn't miss. And it, the play that sums it up is at the end of the game, he kind of just chucked up a 3. 
Oh, and <laughs> banked yeah, it in, it and it was just a it was just a pure it's just a pure heat check, and uh, <laughs> and it banked in. I mean, yeah, it was just one of those nights. Open, yeah. It was just one of those nights for him. But it was. I mean, it's nice to see him have a big game, right? After two kind of not also, not so great games, but also like we've been talking about, he needs that. Like I, I kind of wish that he he took a little bit of this from his his buddy Jaden. That he just needs that fearlessness that kind of like screw it mentality right just, like well it's like you're a good just, shooter just shoot it so yeah, go for it and it. and there were a couple <laughs> times last night that you saw like he just you know he would take a contested three which he only makes contested threes i think in my yeah, in my memory open ones because he yeah. because he, he overthinks them <laughs> but i mean again there were a couple times last night where he just would spot up take a three in front of a guy's in front of a guy's face and it would go down and that's, that's the thing is like we need more of that because it's like you can make those, Somebody right? Like you, ha- that's in your skill yeah. set, though, right? I'm okay with Brandon Newman taking three pointers, contested un- or uncontested, right? Because he is a yeah. good shooter, right? And stuff like this can happen, <laughs> and 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 things like this can happen yeah. where he goes and scores 29 yeah. points in 36 minutes, right? And that's fantastic. But like, I'm looking at the stats, and just across the board, right? Yeah. There's not someone that jumps out, and then it's like, wow, they play Very horribly, nice right? Everybody across the board contributed pretty, I don't want to say evenly, but everyone contributed in a meaningful way. to their ability. Right? Like, Mason Gillis, 11 points on 50% shooting from field and three. He hit hit three out of four free throws, nine boards, right? Eric Hunter, four points on 40% shooting, six boards, seven assists, great defense. Brandon Newman, 29 and six on outstanding shooting. Jaden Ivey, seven points. Didn't shoot great, but he made... Some big momentum plays, and you know, provided the athleticism and the 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 pace that you know he he gives you. And on we defense, ta- he's. What were you saying? We, we talked about this. He has the potential to be such a special defender. Because uh, well, he's so we, athletic, we, and we, he's he has big. the potential to be such a special defender. Yeah, and, and he's, then, he's switchable. I mean, he can defend multiple positions at least in college, right? Yeah. Travion, so, we talked about he didn't shoot very well, but he's he still up seventeen and fourteen, and that, can, I mean. In college, seventeen and fourteen is 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 a great stat line, right? You'll take that every night. Wheeler, we talked about four points, great defense, three boards, shot yeah. efficiently. Isaiah Thompson hit five free throws, right? Didn't miss from the line, only took one shot. It didn't make mistakes. Yeah, exactly, and that's all you need. Edie, four four points in seven minutes, you'll take it, right? An offensive board. Don't love Again, the three fouls, but hey, da- whatever. <laughs> I'll look past that. But but up and down the box score, you look and you're like, all right, everybody played what played a solid game, right? And if they can just bottle that up, I'm not expecting them to shoot as well as they did right in the second half, but I'm thinking if they can balance that yeah, out between the first possible. and the second yeah. half, right? Because their game totals are, are maybe the three-point shooting is, is unrealistic, right? 53% on the game. But if they can stay around 47% from the field, right? And, you know, high 30s from three consistently, you can balance that out across the first two halves, or the first half and second half. You know, this team all of a sudden looks a lot different than they have in the last two games. Oh, yeah. So just kind of talking about just the general state of things now. Obviously, there were some games postponed. They're going to be moved. The next game against Maryland. Just looking at how the the Big Ten is looking right now. Just before we jump into that, to the Maryland game. Maryland game. 
Yeah, so they're there's a, a clear number one in the Big Ten right now. That's Michigan, Michigan. and they're taking their break, um, so they Illinois could just, be a while before they see them again. Yeah, yeah, and Illinois is uh, the clear number two now after beating Iowa. Then it's Iowa, and then it's a three-way tie: Ohio State, Wisconsin, Purdue, and then it's a big gap, and then it's everybody else, at least record-wise. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about reasonable, reasonable predictions for who's winning the conference, I'd say it's between about six teams right now, and even then, it's probably really only between three teams. Probably between two teams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Maryland, they're right now sitting at three and seven. Uh, not a great look for them. No, but again, but, I mean, but the, the thing is, is loaded. we played them already. One of the things that I wanted to point out is like they're three and seven in conference, but they have two really big wins over ranked teams on the road. So they're like one of those teams yeah. where like they can catch you sleeping a little bit, right? And just kind of come in and give you give you all sorts of trouble. And Purdue almost kind of threw that first game against them earlier in the season. They were up, you know, a comfortable amount, and and Maryland ended up forcing it to be a three point three point game but they're just kind of i don't what's, know my my what's wild is that the what are you saying i said what's wild to me is that the odds makers have this as a closer game than the minnesota one even though minnesota was a ranked team and had just beat the doors off michigan i mean they had the purdue as the favorite in the minnesota game too 60 40 here it's as close as you can get to 50 50 uh, on hmm. the on the odds makers right now between Purdue and Maryland, which is I, crazy. I guess they're looking at the first game and just seeing that it was a close game, and yeah. now it's at Maryland, even though there's no fans. I guess they're they're giving Maryland the edge. Um, but the thing about Maryland is, and I'm pretty sure I said basically this exact same thing the first time we played them. Is like they are a they're a guard heavy team. They're super athletic. So even though they may not be the most skilled or like the best shooting team, right? They'll just kind of run down your throat and push tempo, be irrit- you know, irritating on defense, right? Just like disruptive and and that's their strategy, I feel like. But again, on paper Purdue is the better team. Oh yeah. No doubt. But mind. it's just one of those games. And and Maryland always kind of Maryland always plays like this, right? They're always kind of disruptive on defense because they have so many athletic guards. Um, but I would say in the first game that they played, Purdue's, Purdue's two best performances were from guards, were from Brennan Newman and Eric Hunter. Um, and and Travion really had kind of a pedestrian night. But that's the one aspect we talked about last time that Purdue had this had the clear advantages. They had a mismatch because Trayvon's bigger than Dante Scott, who's their who's their big man. Um, yeah, because he's not a true big, right? I mean, no, he's he's, he's like he's a very undersized five. undersized forward. He's like a stretched four who's playing five. Exactly. Right. He's not a real. I mean, he's six seven. And, and, and it shows de- defensively on the interior. They are. Uh, not the greatest. No, they're not. They're and that's the thing. Overall, but on the interior, they're kind of eh. And I remember in our first preview for for this game earlier this season, I said that you know I expect Travion to have a big game just because he will have a mismatch, right? And they will have a big yeah, big work out like that problem but... defending him, and they'll probably have to double him. But I mean, he only I think I think he had ten points the first time they played, but it was he was not as big of a factor. I think I would be surprised if that is the same the second time, right? I, I feel like he'll probably yeah. have a bigger game this time. I just 
that's what my gut tells me. But we did do a good job last time forcing them to shoot just average from three, which was a huge key. Um, and I, we still don't have Sasha for this game, unfortunately, which is a is a bummer. Uh, yeah, I think we get him back for the one after that. Right? Yeah, he just comes back this, after this game. game. But yeah. you know, can always use the three point help. And again, hopefully the the game last night carries over and some confidence is still there and people can continue to hit shots because they they will need to against this team because uh, you know statistically Maryland they shoot I mean most most of their players I'd say are around mid mid thirties right like Eric Ayala their best player shoots like thirty three percent they've got a guy that shoots thirty seven percent uh. So they're 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 a decent three point shooting team. You just gotta I don't know. Purdue does a good job of being disruptive on de- defense. They don't always force turnovers, but they they are good at I don't know making it tough to get good shots. Yeah, and I think it's a lot of it's going to be. This is one of those. I hate the phrase trap game because every game's a trap game, but it is a trap game. <laughs> yeah. Right, I mean, you won the you won the first time, right? You just You're came down off a ranked win. A contributor. You just came off beating the pants off of a ranked team, right? So mm-hmm. you're at an emotional, just super high. You shot an unsustainable clip, right? Yeah. In that game, basically. And the last time we shot an unsustainable clip in a game <laughs> was against Indiana. And then we and know then what the happened. Next two games, that. we couldn't hit a shot. So. Yeah. Definitely Again, it's, this is a trap game in every sense of the word, as much of a cliche as it is to say that, right? Mm-hmm. It really is. And and it's a team that, again, you have better personnel, but they have some guys who can make life difficult for you. Yeah, and we saw that in the first game. You know, and, and it's exactly what happened. And a lot of it's going to be on, again, I said this last time, and it didn't happen, so hopefully it happens this time. Travion having a smart night. Yeah, he a well, he, he needs to have a... a, a a big game but listen if he takes less than 18 shots like he did or he took it doesn't he took have to it, be necessarily a big game scoring i'm just he saying 10 assists that's a big game too right but i'm just saying he took 18 shots last night right and he had 17 points but if he scores 17 points on 12 not 12 shots or we'll 13 say, or 13 or 14 shots right i'll be much happier um oh yeah it's uh that's a quick turnaround too. That's a Tuesday game after a Saturday. Yeah, it's game. it's 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 a couple of quick turnarounds. Also, I think also because they have to fit in some of those the postponed games. Uh, Luckily for Purdue, they only yeah. have one game that got postponed that the Nebraska game. So we'll see when they they try and fit that one in. Um, yeah, uh, it's uh, the last time we played played Maryland, and we actually shot pretty well in the 40s for from the field and from three so 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 it's aside it's pretty consistent four or five day for the rest nice of course end uh, against iu and then we'll see what happens for the big 10 tournament so it's fast approaching i mean only out of the rankings soon so i don't count them but only one more ranked team left uh not that that really means anything but i mean okay to be fair i do think wisconsin deserves to be ranked so yeah i mean uh, only one more ranked team left the rest are kind of 
the lower echelon of the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, that we means. talked about this Purdue uh, just going off of the paper, Purdue definitely paper got, stats. I'd say, the... Uh, how do I say this? The, the brutal part early. Yeah, they, they got the the rough end early on and, and definitely got best case scenario when it comes to the back end of Which the Which is schedule. good. I mean, with a young team, you want that trial by fire, I guess, right? Well, it, you get tested early, right? You try and steal a couple wins and then all of a sudden you get some confidence and, and then you finish strong, right? At the end of the season when it's most important when you want to be playing the best, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Purdue has a chance to really, I, I don't know, put a put a very firm stamp on their season and and finish strong with with the way their yeah, schedule is mean, laid one, out. 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 8 games left, right? If and you say let's say we go 6 and 2 in that 8 spread, so you finish 18, 18 and, eight. and 8. That's that's very oh, solid. Oh, you told me if you told right? me at the beginning of the season produce At the beginning of the season we finish 18 and 8 in the Big sign 10 me up. like sign me up. Yeah. Time yet. And, and I do think that Purdue after this week should be ranked. Oh, uh, not they that should, again. Well, Monday's rankings. We should, well, rankings, we should have done been ranked, but we should be ranked now. The rankings come out Monday. I, I mean, listen, if we're not ranked tomorrow, then I have some serious questions, but I, I'm pretty confident we will be ranked. I mean, again, another win over a ranked team, and it was convincing. If anything, give us Minnesota spot. We're, we're ahead of two other ranked teams in the Big Ten, and yet we're not ranked. I, I mean,. Yeah, we have a winning record. Some teams got a pass for way too long. We have a, Michigan State was ranked when they were like two and five. I mean, so was Kentucky and Duke. I mean, it's just yeah, it you know it's uh, some people get a pass. Yeah, but I mean, we have a winning record in the Big Ten, and Ohio State, Wisconsin, are have the same record and are ranked in the top fifteen. So I'm just you know I have a, yeah. I just have questions. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was. We got. That bust down loss to Michigan probably didn't help. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean so everybody did, gets blown out by yeah, Michigan. So, so. Say, everybody gets year. blown out by Michigan. So <laughs> I don't really see that as a ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. It's loss. like oh, we're not going to rank any team in the Big Twelve because Baylor beat all of them. Yeah, well, well and it's also that, but also so that's just kind of what happens, you know. Purdue's also beaten other ranked teams in the Big. Anyway, it, we exactly. could go on and on about this for a while. Yeah. but we're gonna do a whole other segment. Where oh, we yeah. get to yell at the rankers and talk about college basketball as yeah, you know we, the famous March approaches. We clearly are chomping at the bit to do that. Oh yeah, <laughs> we really are. All right. Well, we'll have the recap for the for this Maryland game on on Tuesday night, uh, and then again we'll have some more NBA this week. We'll do our Super Bowl preview now that that's a week away, and we'll do some we'll do some general college basketball talk as well this week. So. Until next time, we'll see you.